Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a very festive, spirited uh, last show of the year, The Jerick Show. Yes, uh, in this week's action-packed festive show, we have the vulnerability that shook the cybers, an explosive situation, coal in your payroll, and we look at some lottery-winning losers. All that and more for The Jerick Show. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. Yo, yo, Wagwan, what's happening? Jungle is now, massive. I, I thought we were being festive on this show. You, you don't look very festive at all. I'm the anti-festive, you're the festive, so it balances it out. <laughs> Well, uh, either way, it's nice to uh, nice to be doing this again with you for yet another week. Can you believe 72 episodes, I think, now? I know. I'm scared, too. Uh, you know, that's 70, at least 72 hours I've spent on calls with you just yeah. for this. Like if, you, <laughs> if you add in the pre-show sort of like uh, show ramble we, we go through and then the post-show. But but it, it's, it's been a good year, I must say. I think I, I've thoroughly enjoyed these uh in the absence of live meetups with with anyone this at least makes me feel like i'm still part of a world that exists out there absolutely and absolutely. that's the nicest thing i'm going to say to you all day wonderful wonderful well you know we can't spend a lot of time on this show today because well it's holiday party time and and we happen to be going out on a nice boat trip here in uh, in Florida because it's the uh, mid 80 degrees here uh, for Christmas here. So we're all going to get suntanned, look at dolphins and hang around on a boat for the next several hours. So we need to move through this uh, episode pretty quickly uh, so we can enjoy that. I know it's a shame that you're there in London and you're going to miss this, but, you know, I'll tell you how it goes. You know, you can really start to dislike someone very very quickly <laughs> uh, oh so this is our first story huh yep the log forge through. or log forge vulnerability um okay i'll tell you what javad i'm pretty sure everyone's already knowing about this and has read about this and uh do we really want to spend any time on this nope so <laughs> superior <Beautiful>. propane <laughs> propane so propane is, is uh, if you've ever played any video games, those are the little canisters that you have to shoot and they explode and blow up all the bad guys. That's it's, all they're there for. Yeah, that's that's the only purpose they serve. I have no idea what else they do. But <laughs> OK, so propane in, in a lot of especially rural areas is used to uh, basically supplement uh, natural gas or. Uh, a lot of people cook on it. Uh, it's not just for camping, but uh, for example, I lived in a nice uh, uh, rural area for a little bit and we had this giant propane tank outside that they would come and fill up and that ran our heater. It ran our water heater and uh, and all the cooking appliances. So there's actually a lot of propane out there for these rural areas. Well, what happened here is a ransomware attack. What a shocker, right? Yeah, so ransomware attack took down this organization and unfortunately, I mean, oh, hey, I was quoted in this. Huh, oh, what that? a surprise. What, what a, a surprise. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, if you think about it, um, this is a this is a season for cooking and having family over and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, because no one and, ever cooks outside of December. Well, no, but we have parties. We have people coming over. We have things like that. You know, even people like me who don't want to see people sometimes go to holiday parties um, during this time of year. So you time that with the fact that somebody's now going to have to uh, choose between cooking their Christmas meal or taking a warm shower because the water heater is going to be using up all the, the propane. Um, you, you have a pretty ugly situation for some people out there, um, especially when it's this cold, too, though, in all seriousness. Uh, it is cold in certain parts of the country, not where we're at or I'm at. But uh, for those people up there that are that are cold, I mean, this could be a pretty ugly thing. You know what? This is one thing, if if anything, like ransomware has really taught me, and I think most people, is that there are so many things that are critical. Uh, I mean, we talk about critical national infrastructure, but anything that gets hit, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, we really need that. That's really, really important. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> petrol, like the gas pipeline, okay, you yeah. get it, but propane tanks, like now you've you, you sort of like educated me about how you live in a third world country where where natural resources don't reach every household and there's lots of rural areas. I mean, yeah, I can see how it's a, how it's a, an issue and, and a problem. And I think this is a thing like you see so many institutes and these hidden third parties that support a lot of the infrastructure. Like with the, the first story we, we, we skipped over like log, log, log four. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's there and it's, it's embedded in so many things. Yeah. And suddenly there's a vulnerability and it has such a massive knock-on effect. And, and same with this, like there's so many supplies. It's like you realize one truck that brings in this certain type of plastic that is used in manufacturing of the, of the um, uh, packaging of all these items. All yeah. of a sudden you've got no bread, no eggs, no cucumber. You know, it's just, it's just crazy how these things are so interconnected. And most people I, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even mention like the commercial impact of this so a lot of those forklifts you see driving around moving stuff and in, in um, shops and stuff those run on propane uh, because it's indoor they can't really have gasoline or diesel so a lot of those are running on that too and what it's like the busiest time of the year to be selling stuff they're trying to throw stuff out of warehouses as quickly as possible and a lot of those big traditional um, forklifts run on propane so that's another side effect of this and you're right we are so used to having things. It, it becomes just so, you know, we're so used to everything that when it goes away, we go, holy crap, I can't believe that, you know, I can't live without this thing. Uh, and we we just, we, we take so much for granted in how lucky we are. I know you said third world country, but ultimately, <laughs> I mean, even there where you're getting a truck filling your tank full of propane and, and pumping your septic tank, uh, it's, <laughs> it's still, um, it, it's actually still pretty common in a lot of these things. So, so oh, yes. other than utilities, uh, <laughs> yeah. payment is a really big thing. Uh, you know, people like to get paid at the end of the month once they put in, an, uh, you know, their, their, their hours. And another ransomware attack, surprise, surprise. It's been a while since we've done a predominantly ransomware themed show. Uh, so 50% <laughs> ransomware stories today. Uh, and, uh, you know, there was a, a company, the uh, Kronos Group, that's the one. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, it's actually called Alternate Kronos Group. I only knew of them as a, a Kronos Group. Anyway, they this do... This is the new and improved one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a revamp for the year 2021. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate, you know, the, 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 platinum, the platinum edition. Right, uh, right. Um, but they got hit by ransomware, and they do the payroll for lots and lots of lots of people. Yeah, this and, took out their uh, cloud. Yeah, yeah, took out their cloud. And uh, what was really interesting, I read one article where the company had advised customers to fall back on manual business continuity oh. processes. Yeah, I see your your your, your yeah. ugly name just sticks out <laughs> like a. <laughs> thumb. It just, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Kronos said, um, follow your, your 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 manual backup processes, which is which is great. But when you think about it, a lot of organizations go to a cloud provider so that they rid themselves of that responsibility. The whole selling point of the cloud is that they keep the backups. They are multi-tenanted. They are this. They are that. And, um, you know, it, it's it's a bit like if, if, say, like Dropbox went down for me at home uh, and, and and they turn around and say, well, you should keep manual backups off. I, th th that's the whole purpose that I use Dropbox. I don't, don't keep any manual backup. So I, I think yeah. between this and also um, last week, I think it was AWS's East Coast uh, data center went down as well mm -hmm. for a while. I think you know the honeymoon period with cloud is 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 slowly you know reaching that stress point where like now people are saying well maybe she isn't as perfect as what I originally thought you know yeah. uh, she chews really loudly and uh, snores a bit so it's it's is one of those things so I think it's going to be we put a lot of eggs uh, collectively into a few baskets online and yeah. so it will be interesting to see how this pans out. And why I mean interesting, I, I actually mean I'm pretty terrified. Well, there are so many organizations and big organizations, like whole cities that use um, Kronos for their timekeeping and scheduling. So this system going down has really knocked them back into the dark ages. And yeah, they're like, uh, use your backup uh, plan. Well, you know, I can just imagine somebody over there in payroll going, hey, Bob, um, can you grab uh, a good pen and about 32,000 checks? We're going to estimate what we're going to pay these people, right? Um, who is prepared to do that? Who Who is used to doing that, right? Do we even have accounts set up through that? Because a lot of these automate all that payment. It just comes out and they don't even know how to do this stuff at that point, right? There's, you know, somebody's going to be licking stamps a lot here in the near future in these groups. Uh, the the other problem is it's end of year. And what happens around end of year? A lot of people get bonuses. Yep. So, and they're talking about being down for like three or more weeks. Okay. So you're supposed to get a bonus and all of a sudden, well, we don't really know how much to give you. And by the way, your paycheck may be estimated because, we're having a guess on that. And another thing with this is it's not only payroll, but a lot of people use this, uh, this, this software for scheduling purposes. So they have their schedules made out through it. Now people don't know when they're supposed to work. They don't know who's coming in, who's covering these shifts, who's got days off. What the hell is going on around here? It's madness. Dogs and cats living together. I mean, it, it's, it has so many repercussions 
on so many organizations, um, this one outage and, uh, you know, it, it's brutal. And it's kind of funny that they're like, okay, so you guys fall back on your continuity of operations and disaster recovery plan. In the meantime, we'll be down for about three weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why aren't you falling back to your coop and DR plans exactly. <laughs> and uh, making this crap work for me? Right. And of course, you know that their, their liability limit is going to be the cost of whatever the contract is um, for the services, right? So it's not like anyone's going to be able to recoup if they have to pay other people to, to do this quickly. No, no, it's an ugly mess. It is. It is. And, and that doesn't take into account all these temp workers and contractors who may be only working over the festive period who, yeah. who rely on, on, on this sort of thing. And they, they may be, be using it to, to buy, buy presents for each other. Uh, so, so if your present doesn't arrive in time, Eric, you know why. Right, right, right. You know, Kronos, can, Kronos ate my paycheck. Can you imagine how much do you think you should have earned during this time frame? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how much. I think four million pounds is what I should have earned. Now, when, when I first saw this story, I thought, oh man, scratch card fraud. This is like, you know, the. Um, the stuff that they've that I've seen with McDonald's over here when they have the Monopoly games where there's like fake cards printed up and stuff like this. But that's not what happened here, is it, Javad? No, it's not what happened here at all. So the card was legit and they legitimately were the winning of, you know, the, the they won for it, it should have paid them four million pounds. But when the National Lottery got in touch with them and said, um, give us your bank account details and we'll send you the money, they said, we don't have a bank account. Can you pay us in cash? Uh, to which they said, but you bought the card on a debit card. Oh, that was our friend, John. He bought the card for us. <laughs> What's John's surname? I I've forgotten. I just always call him Jono. Uh, so they, they done a bit of investigation. And they found that these people had stolen someone's debit card. Oh. All the details. Uh, they they'd gone into a a a shop. They'd bought about you know, uh, you know, a couple of hundred pounds worth of shopping across two shops, uh, and then they also bought five um, scratch cards, and one of them had had a ten pound prize on it, hmm. which they claimed in the store, which was fine, and the other one uh, they um, they they won the four million on. So they went from winning to being banged up in jail. So, <laughs> you know, the, the only right outcome for all of this, honestly, is that they give it to the person whose debit card was stolen, right? Yeah. It was, it was his money that bought this stuff. So um, he should really get the prize. That that's my theory on this. What do you think? That's right. Yeah. I, I think that that would be a really, really nice, <laughs> nice gesture for someone who was the victim of a fraud. Right. So, right. Merry Christmas. Know. It's a happy ending. <laughs> exactly exactly so oh goodness speaking of happy endings in. speaking of happy endings um that's all we got time for this week this year uh thank you for being with us on the jerich show and following us along and for all your lovely comments and emails and messages and and fan mail that you send to us it's just been overwhelming completely overwhelming i had to hire out a storage unit just to store it all but anyway we hope that next year we will be back uh, maybe the second week of January and uh, then we can hopefully also get to some live events and see you all in person. Until then, uh, stay secure, my friends.